0: One and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor. and I'm here along with my co-host Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing live together, and we're so glad that you've joined us.
1: That's right, Dr. Linda. I hope you're having a great weekend so far and uh, it's great to be behind the microphone. Talking with our great audience again.
0: We have a good audience. We really do. And I really appreciate the email that they send, by the way. Right. Trying to answer every question.
1: (laughs) Better you answer those than me. Yes, that's my job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm expecting this to be a great show today. I'm expecting this to be a great show. Well,
0: I'm glad that you're expecting good things. (laughs) So expectations, if you can't tell by now, are going to be our topic as we get moving forward. But they're very important And I like that yours are positive, Chris. Mm -hmm. That's That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But that's not always the case in relationships. In fact, we know that oftentimes we struggle with negative expectations or even unrealistic expectations. And when we have those, it can cause a lot of problems in relationships.
1: That's true. And because expectations are so important, I would imagine that it's important to talk about expectations early in the relationship.
0: It can't be too early. The producer in the control room is my husband. Right. And uh, one of the things that he told me when we were first dating was that I asked about some expectations Mm -hmm. way too early on in the relationship. It scared him. (laughs) Now, he came back. He came back. He stayed with me, but it mm -hmm. scared him. I think he left for a while. Did he leave for a while? He
1: got out of there. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: think he did.
1: (laughs) Well, a friend of mine uh, had the same experience. He was dating a girl, and the first date, she looks at him over dinner and says, what are your intentions in this relationship? The first date? Yes.
0: That's a little bit too early. Well, he
1: was out of there too. He, he, he <laughs> Did they ever
0: get together? Oh, no, no. Okay, no, 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 so no, no. first date better than I was a few months into <laughs> right, it at least. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the issue. If you do it too soon, you're going to get in trouble probably. Mm. But if you don't do it at all, that's kind of the point of our show today is we right. really want to talk to people about having expectations and talking about what those are so that you can sort of sort those out as you're moving forward in a relationship.
1: It's not always easy either. I don't know about uh, how aware I was when, with my expectations early in my relationships. I'm sure I had them, but they aren't something that, always, that I always brought up, especially when I was dating Sharon. Uh, do most people talk about expectations in a relationship?
0: I was thinking about that when you said that because I don't know that Norm and I ever talked about right. expectations early on in our marriage even.
1: Nothing of any substance. It was like, you know – Small things, but not anything big.
0: A lot of times when something happened, then we would talk about our expectations. But we didn't do the standard kind of sit down and say, how do you handle money? What do you think about parenting? How many children do you want? We didn't do that.
1: So let me ask you this. Does What is it exactly that you want? Is that a question of expectations?
0: <laughs> Probably. May I need to protect myself here? Uh-oh, as our producer. Uh-oh. We were college students, so we were very young right. and kind of dumb. We were. That's true.
1: <laughs> you were trying. You were but the trying. way
0: you just said that, if mm-hmm. you were to ask that way, that wouldn't go over very well in a relationship because how you say it does matter. Right. We've talked about that a lot when we talk about conflict. It's not whether you have it. It's how you say it Mm. and how you deal with it that matters. So I've worked with a lot of couples where, for instance, money expectations, that seems to be a really big one, but they've never discussed them. They get into financial trouble and then they just don't know what to do. They're just upset with each other and they never talk about that.
1: See, that could have been avoided if they had talked about money right away when they got married, maybe even before they get married.
0: I don't know. That's always tricky because do you really want to ask somebody before you marry them about their money? Ideas? Mm. I don't know. That one always is a little kind of on the line for me. That's
1: right. We actually uh, had a joint bank account a few months before. We before
0: you got married? Went
1: ahead and got all, all of that out of the way. So Sharon Whoa. knew right away that I was bad with money. So she needed, and madly in love,
0: over. I would say that you would trust her enough right. to do that. I wrote a blog on having separate bank accounts because a lot of millennials Mm -hmm. keep their bank accounts separate even when they're married.
1: Well, she had more money than me. So I was
0: (laughs) all for it. (laughs) Ah, There was a motive there. I see. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, I can think of a number of areas uh, in a relationship. We're talking about expectations again before the problems arise would be helpful.
0: I did do a lot of premarital counseling, and I still Mm -hmm. do it occasionally. But I don't really think that's a standard thing that's in the counseling. I think it should be Mm. in there um, because what happens is you begin to talk about the original family you come from, and that's a good place to talk about expectations. How were you raised? What did your family do? How did they think about having kids? And How did they think about how often they should drop into your home Mm. and show up at your door without being announced? That's an expectation that was very different from what my husband had because people dropped in in our hometown all the time, and they weren't announced. Just come in. Come by, as we say in Michigan. (laughs) Just come by. And Norm would go, by where? (laughs) That's a Michigan saying for all you people that are close to Michigan that are listening.
1: I do know people who think it's best to just expect less or very little in a relationship, and then you feel good when things work out better than you expect. What do you think of that setting the bar too low approach?
0: Uh, I I don't think too much of it, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think that's not a great way to start a relationship. It feels like it's very protective and that you just don't want to get disappointed. Maybe that's been the issue before. A lot of times when people have that kind of approach, they have very little self-esteem. Or at times they may even have been in an abusive relationship and they feel like getting anything in that relationship is better than nothing. But here's an interesting thing, Chris. There's research that supports the notion that you get what you expect. Mm, So people who do hold those really low expectations usually don't get much out of that relationship. And the research shows that if you have high expectations, you get a whole lot more. So having expectations that are high, not too high, that's a good thing. So problems come really when expectations are just completely unreasonable.
1: You get out what you put in.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. you it's kind of more like you're thinking about it. You're really mm-hmm. you're saying this is what I expect to get out of this relationship. But there's something about expectancy. There's actually something called expectancy theory. Where if you expect good things, the chances are you're going to get good things. Next
1: week's program is yeah, we could expectancy <laughs> that theory. That sounds really boring. <laughs> a
0: theory, somehow right.
1: doing a theory. Well, it's easy to feel disappointed when you expect too much. But I can see your point. You have to talk about expectations. Otherwise, you might feel disappointed all the time. What are some examples of unreasonable expectations?
0: I really want to emphasize what you just said. Mm-hmm. You do have to talk about this because people cannot read your mind. Right, and a lot of times people get angry in relationships because they think the person should know what they want, and they're not talking about it. Mm. So one of the things you have to look at is: are there signs in your relationship that maybe your expectations are too high? And I think the way you can kind of decide that is to ask yourself some questions: Is the person I'm with? Are they always looking for faults? Mm. You know, are they are they constantly picking on the negative things that I do? Or are they thinking, man? I just deserve a whole lot more than this person and they're, they're kind of threatening to end the relationship or they're really angry uh, at you all the time and you really can't figure out what that's about, that's usually somebody who's setting expectations high and not getting something that they want.
1: Who wants to be around that person?
0: I know, right? Mm. I don't think too many people right. that's the problem <laughs> probably if you're like that.
1: Well, these questions sound like someone who might feel entitled in a relationship, like they deserve more all the time. And they would be based maybe on unrealistic expectations.
0: Yeah. And when that happens, you just get really negative in a relationship because Mm -hmm. it's a constant, I need, I need, I'm not getting, I'm not getting. And that just keeps getting played out in those relationships.
1: So it sounds like what we have here is a pride issue.
0: Well, don't you think that's at the heart? A oh, lot yeah. of times of why you're, you're disappointed and you, you think you deserve more. Right. I mean, that does sound like pride, doesn't it?
1: All of these examples you gave, it, it sounds like someone who is uh, – they think a lot of themselves. Yeah.
0: Right. And they're not really looking at the needs of the other person as much either. So the bottom line here is if you either have an overly high expectation in a relationship, mm-hmm. that's a problem. If you're too low in your expectations, then that can be a problem. And if you don't tell the person what it is that you want in a relationship, that can cause problems too. So you have to talk about them. You have to identify them first and then talk about them. And that's what we're going to do a little bit later.
1: Well, Dr. Linda, I have an expectation of my own, and that is uh, the expectation that we're going to a (laughs) break.
0: We usually do at this time.
1: That's right. Stay with us here on The Dr. Linda Show. When we return, what are healthy relationship expectations? Maybe our expectations need some work.
0: Mother and daughter relationships are powerful, and they impact all our other relationships. Think about it. The way you react with your mom typically is the way you might react with other people. Yet this important bond can be filled with tension when both women try to find their own voice and develop a sense of self. So working through the mother-daughter relationship can be a challenge, but it is so worth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mental, and I would love to help you navigate this important relationship and strengthen it to the best it can be. That's why I wrote, I love my mother, but... A book to strengthen the mother-daughter relationship. We all love our mothers, but... Sometimes we need a little help working through our differences. I love my mother, but available on my website, drlindamental.com, or online where books are sold.
1: Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today's topic is Healthy Relationship Expectations, and we've got a lot more to talk about, but before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. There you will find her blogs, books, and can connect on social media. An easy way to know what she's writing about each day is to follow her on Twitter, at DrLindaMental, or on Facebook. And if you need more help dealing with people, get her book, We Need to Talk, the book that helps you navigate conflict around relationship expectations. And, Dr. Linda, I have a copy of that book, and it's signed by the author. That's right, and I expect
0: you to read it. And I expect other people to get it, and I expect people to follow me on social media. (laughs) There you go. Those are my expectations. Reasonable
1: ones, too. They are reasonable.
0: And if you forget all that, it's so hard to remember all these different things. Just plug in my name, Dr. Linda Mintel, and Mm -hmm. it will take you to my website, and then you'll see the icon for Twitter and Facebook and all those things. So it's not that hard, really. sounds a lot more complicated than it is. (laughs) Well, listen, Chris, it's really important to keep in mind that In all relationships, you have to make some compromises, right? You and I have been married. Oh, yeah. I've been married a lot longer, but you've Mm -hmm. been married quite a few years.
1: Going on 16, yes. Wow. Okay.
0: So you have to make compromises. And there are some aspects of every relationship where people feel like, hmm, not negotiable. But um, those adjustments that you might have to make might Mm -hmm. be based on not being so reasonable in those expectations.
1: What are some examples of an unrealistic expectation?
0: Okay, here's a common one that I've heard from couples. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they feel, one person feels, you shouldn't be spending any time with any of your friends outside of the relationship.
1: No time with friends. Right. Have you heard
0: that one? Have you had people who have been jealous? You're going out with your guy friends tonight again? I know you spend a lot of time with your friends.
1: Sharon is very open to that. She's good
0: about that. And Norm is good about that. It's never been an issue, but that is an issue. And I do think it's unrealistic to think that, One person, your partner, is going to meet all the needs that you have Mm. and that you shouldn't have relationships with different people because you get different things out of different relationships. Right.
1: Here's one, Dr. Linda. Is it okay for people to speak into your relationship?
0: So sometimes we have the idea or the expectation that Mm -hmm. other people should never say anything to us. Right. So your family shouldn't say anything. Your friends shouldn't say anything. But I think that's really limiting. Because Mm. a lot of times people from outside of your relationship can see things that you might not see being so emotionally involved. So I think that relationship expectation is really unreasonable. Other people should be allowed, with your permission, Mm -hmm. to speak into your relationship. Okay, here's one that is sort of a newer problem. Is it unrealistic to compare your relationship to social media?
1: I would say a resounding
0: yes. (laughs) It is really tough, isn't it? Because people put the best of themselves up there and they always look like they're doing fabulous things.
1: Mm. Well, they call it the highlight reel. You're comparing yourself to the best things of people's lives and it's completely unrealistic to do that.
0: Yeah. So don't look at social media to think about what is realistic in your relationship.
1: Well, let's spend the rest of our time talking about reasonable expectations and just because you have them doesn't always mean you'll get the other person to meet them. Am I right about that?
0: You are. But if you don't discuss what those relationships are, you don't even have a chance for the other person to meet them. Mm. So, again, just because you say them doesn't mean that that person is going to just jump to it and do whatever you say. Um, But you don't want to guess either. So you want to talk about this. This is why we're having a show on this is because I don't think enough people really do talk about what their expectations are.
1: Mm. I would think a reasonable expectation is to expect not to be abused in any relationship.
0: Isn't it sad that we even have to say that?
1: It is. (laughs) But in
0: today's culture, in today's world, that is one thing that you should really hold on to. You don't have to be disrespected, abused, treated horribly. We need to expect in a relationship to be treated with kindness, with love, with affection and respect. And we should not tolerate any kind of physical abuse or emotional abuse.
1: And I know from other shows that we've done, it doesn't mean that you'll never have conflict uh, conflict is normal. It's how we deal with it that matters.
0: And in terms of expectations around conflict, you should expect to marry somebody and not solve all your problems. Mm. Do you remember that when we talked about the conflict show, Right. that there was a, a statistic that only 66% of conflict that you have in a marriage ever gets resolved? Mm. So you're really marrying someone with a whole bunch of stuff that you're never going to Get resolved. Oh, great. It <laughs> doesn't sound too promising, does it? <laughs> but think about it. You're two very different people, hmm. come from two different family systems, and you're going to have a lot of differences that you're not always going to be able to come to terms with. Right. But again, we're going to remind our audience one more time that it's the way you handle that conflict that matters. So not disrespectful.
1: Now, Dr. Linda, here's a deep question coming from me. Are Uh-oh. you ready for this? Uh-oh. But I think it's important. Is it unrealistic to expect a relationship to heal childhood wounds? Some people come so broken to a relationship and look to the other person to make it all better.
0: That is a deep question. It's actually really an important question. Mm. It's really, I think, reasonable to be the person who doesn't pour salt on the wounds of another person. So you don't want to add to their difficulties. But the truth is, Chris, you can't make up for the wounds of somebody else. You can treat somebody nicely, kindly, kindly maybe love them into a relationship of safety and trust, but they really do need to work on those things that have hurt them so poorly and kind of come to terms with them themselves with your support. I think that's reasonable. Mm.
1: What about affection?
0: So this is an important one. It's a foundation of a house, a relationship Mm -hmm. house we've talked about, where you need to express fondness, you need to express affection, you need to express admiration for that person, instead of this critical kinds of back and forth that we see in some couples. And you need to be able to show physical affection in a romantic relationship where you're hugging, you're kissing, you're holding hands, back rubbing. Those are very important to people. And you should like the person that you're with. And I think that's an expectation that you should have. Somewhat reasonable, yes. I I mean, I actually like this person, want to be with this person, and then want to share my admiration and fondness for them in verbal and physical ways.
1: What about the expectation that to have your relationship be a safe place where you'll get a listening ear and compassion?
0: Well, when we're hurting, we really do want to turn to somebody that we trust and have that listening ear. Dr. Phil says, let's get a Dr. Phil quote in here, a soft place to fall Mm. is what a relationship is. You like that? That is good. A soft place to fall. So you should be tender to somebody when they're in pain in a healthy relationship. Shouldn't disagree count their pain or try to minimize their pain. You don't have to feel exactly the way they do or agree with everything they're saying, but really what most people want is just some compassion for what they're going through.
1: Why do so many people have trouble with that?
0: You know, I think it's two things. I think that they were never shown that type of compassion growing up, and they don't know how to do it. They don't know what they're supposed Hmm. to do when somebody needs that kind of soft place to fall. Or the other option, I think, is that they're just uncomfortable sitting with a person who's struggling, and they right. don't know how to just be. It reminds me of the the friends of Job. They had trouble just sitting with him. They're always trying to give <laughs> him advice and right. tell him what to do, rather than just sit there and be present.
1: You know, a number of years ago, there was a book called Love and Respect that rang so true for so many people. Respect is really a relationship necessity.
0: It is, and it's really, like you said, it's just so important in a relationship. Um, you might disagree, but again, no name-calling, no mocking, no making fun of, ridiculing your partner, and then going, I didn't mean that, it's just teasing. Mm. Respect is a right. is a fundamental thing that you want in a relationship because it's a, it's a biblical thing to do. That book was actually written from a biblical perspective in a verse, right. that we should give respect to each other.
1: What about consideration for the other person? What role does that have in expectations?
0: You should consider how your behavior is affecting the other person. That's just a a, a nice thing to do in a relationship with somebody. And so what you don't want to do is treat them like they're some kind of accessory, Mm -hmm. you know, that, oh, what do you want? Oh, you need that. Oh, you really want to consider what's going on with that person and what can I do to meet them and their needs? That's what consideration is.
1: Now, here's what I think people do have different expectations about, and that's time. How much to spend alone or together? You know, what's reasonable? You mentioned something about this earlier in terms of the unrealistic expectation that you'll never spend time with your friends.
0: Every relationship is based on sharing time. I mean, if you don't spend time with somebody, how do you get to know them? Right. How do you deepen your relationship if you don't spend time?
1: You send them a text. (laughs) <laughs> that is true. that's true.
0: And they could argue that they spent time writing that text, right. I guess. That's it. But this is a big deal. There, This is something that really is different with people. Some people want to spend a lot of time together as a couple, mm-hmm. and other people say, I have to have my alone time. Right. And you do have to negotiate that depending on what your needs are. Time speaks volumes to people.
1: Well, speaking of which, Dr. Lend, it's time to go to a break. Oh. More in the area of healthy relationship expectations uh, when we return.
0: Are you a mom or a dad trying to do your best to raise a healthy-weight child in an unhealthy eating culture? Do you often struggle with how to respond when your child asks if she is fat or if he needs to lose weight? Do you wonder, what is normal, and how do I best impact my child and his or her eating habits? Well, hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mental, and my book, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, teaches parents how to raise healthy kids in an over-scheduled, fast-food, video game world by making simple choices, easy changes, and instilling good habits that will improve everyone's life today and forever. Winner of the Mom's Choice Award, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World will give you this confidence, the confidence you need to take charge of your child's eating and raise a healthy weight child.
1: Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World. Available on Dr. Linda's website, DrLindaMintel.com. And available online where books are sold.
0: Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold.
1: This is the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and let me remind you to check out Dr. Linda's books and blogs. Just go to her website, drlindamental.com, and you can follow her on social media. There are so many great blogs on her website. Again, drlindamental.com. Dr. Linda, here's an expectation I think is hard to navigate for many people. What about when you and another person don't share the same interests? What's a reasonable expectation about that?
0: What if your partner does like things that you don't like? That happened with Norm and I. So he's Mm -hmm. our huge soccer fan. Right. And I mean, he just loves soccer. And I didn't even grow up watching soccer Hmm. at all. And I don't really like soccer that much. Yeah. But it was a huge interest of his. So. I do think it's a good thing to acknowledge the interest of your partner or somebody that you're in a relationship with. And try to like it. So what I did is I tried to learn the game. I tried to get excited about some of the players. I tried to imagine it was really hockey <laughs> without the skates. Right. It's kind of similar in terms of the rules. Yeah. Um, but I, I showed interest in it because he had an interest in it. Hmm. And I think that is a nice thing to do in a relationship. There are things that he's not interested in that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. But if you show a little bit of, okay, I can do this for you. Right. And we'll negotiate it. You can go out and play soccer with your friends. And I don't have to do that. But mm-hmm. I will participate in whatever ways I can. I think that's a good thing.
1: So when the World Cup was on, you were like, eh.
0: I <laughs> was kind of, eh. Yeah, right. yeah, I know the World Cup is big in the, United, in the world. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: when my team Germany got out, only because I knew a couple of them from the Olympics, I remembered. Right. And I was done.
1: But you gave it a shot.
0: But he was watching it, and that was okay with me. I didn't have to love it, and he could watch it, record it, and watch those games. So I think the issue here, Chris, is try to act interested in some of the things. You know, there might be something that your partner does that you don't do, and you might find out you really love it.
1: Mm. Well, Dr. Linda, let's tackle an expectation that most people don't like to talk about, and that's expectations around intimacy.
0: Okay, so first of all, we want to say that intimacy is not necessarily sex. Okay. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's all about allowing yourself to be known to another person. That's what intimacy is. You're really saying, I want to be known by you. I want to really know you. I want you to really know me. Mm -hmm. So that is something that you want to develop in a relationship, and you should push for that to happen more often. It's more than just, are you a morning person, I'm a night person. <laughs> That's not real intimate. You know. <laughs> right. You want to really push to get to know that person, what their values are, what mm. their thoughts are, what their dreams are, those kind of things. Now, sex is an expression of that intimacy in a marriage. Right. The more you think that you know somebody, then the easier it should be to give yourself to that person. I think you have to be very explicit about what your sexual expectations are. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's wrong for a man or a woman to say, I'm uncomfortable with that. I don't like that. I'd rather do this. It'd be better for your partner to know because part of this, again, is that you want to meet the needs of that partner. And if a a person is pushing themselves sexually in ways that make you uncomfortable, that is not respectful. So I think that is something that's tough for couples to talk about, but it does need to be talked about.
1: Well, I would think that maintaining a relationship that's built on mutual trust is a healthy expectation. We did a show topic on trust is a must.
0: We did. We like that title. Trust Mm -hmm. is a must. And it is a must. And so it is okay to expect that you should have that trust in a relationship because, again, it's foundational. And you want to make sure that you're keeping that trustworthiness in a relationship so that there isn't a bunch of fear and anxiety and problems Mm -hmm. that arise. So, yes, trust is a must.
1: I just had a conversation with our seven-year-old about unconditional love And is it reasonable to expect a partner to love you unconditionally, whether you are successful or not?
0: That's absolutely what we want to get to, right? That's Mm -hmm. what God does with us. He doesn't have high-performance goals for us. He loves us no matter what. And at the core of any intimate relationship – You want to be loved regardless of what you do. Now, you don't want to do terrible things. Mm. You don't want to make a bunch of mistakes and act out. But you certainly don't want to be in a relationship where you feel like if I do something wrong, somehow the person isn't going to love me. So unconditional love is one of those things that you really work at in a relationship. And again, it doesn't mean you never talk about the problems, but just foundationally, you need to love that person for who they are.
1: That would relate to finding someone who isn't constantly trying to change you.
0: That's right. So instead of trying to change another person, which we know doesn't work very well, Mm. we should inspire each other towards the things of God. Be with somebody who loves you and adores you and appreciates you just the way you are. So that's that unconditional love we were just talking about, Chris. But if you have the expectation to stay strong spiritually in a relationship, that's one I would highly advise because you can work out so much when Christ is at the center of things. And if your desire is to be more like Christ in the relationship and you try to expect that in each other to imitate Christ in all you do, that's going to also really help you in a relationship. So reading the Bible tells us what God expects from us. Then as we work on ourselves to imitate Christ in all we do, we can help each other do the same. But remember, we purify our lives first. We take the beam out of our eye before we look at what needs to happen in the other person. And then we expect God to move. Expect God to be powerful, to move on your behalf, to order your steps, to fight your battles, to bring healing and reconciliation. Knowing what God expects from you and what we expect from God is the best way to be your best in a relationship. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who always makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone.